it's time for Golf DMV, the podcast highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Low handicap, high handicap, or somewhere in between. If you love golf, you're in the right place. PGA, LPGA, industry trends. Golf DMV has it covered. And now, here is Claude Jennings. Welcome back to another edition of the Golf DMV Podcast, a special edition of the Golf DMV Podcast. Why is this edition so special? Well, because, you know, we're supposed to highlight golf courses in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Golf DMV. However, this episode, we're not highlighting any courses in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia. We're highlighting golf courses in beautiful Las Vegas. That's right, folks. Uh, we've been talking about it for months uh, leading up to um, the golf, the Las Vegas trip. Golf DMV, minus one, minus Sherman. We went out to Las Vegas. Uh, our buddies Vern was out there. Rodney's out there. Coach B's out there. I mean, everybody's out there. And we just took Golf DMV to Las Vegas. We took lessons from Paul Wilson. If you don't know who he is, just look at Paul Wilson Golf. Also, we had him on a podcast earlier in the uh, lifespan of Golf DMV podcast uh, way back. And so check that out too, just to kind of catch up on him and his career. And again, you can look him up online as well. Uh, but yeah, we took some lessons with him. We'll talk about how that went. We'll also talk about how um, the golf courses out there that we played. We'll review those, um, obviously. But some, a special announcement. Special announcement right now. Golf DMV, 100th episode. We're going to do another live taping at the Green Turtle in Burtonsville, Maryland. That's happening on Sunday, April 28th at 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Now, again, Golf DMV, 100th episode, live recording, Green Turtle, Burtonsville, Maryland, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Bring your family, bring your friends. We'll be in the party room. It's going to be a great time. We're going to record live, obviously, and we're going to celebrate one year. It's been a great uh, – I'm going to celebrate 100, 100 episodes. I think we're in like a, oh, two years coming up at the uh, when the Masters – yeah, it'll be two years uh, for Golf DMV, the week of the Masters. We opened up the week before the Masters yeah, two years ago. That was the first podcast, and uh, we've been rolling ever since and looking forward to just more episodes more episodes, uh, more listeners, just building a big golf community of people in the DMV, not just golfers, but golf courses, superintendents, GMs. We want this to be kind of the community for golfers in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Those who travel to D.C., Maryland, Virginia, we want Golf DMV to be, you know, like your spot to figure out where should I play, where shouldn't I play. And if you live outside the DMV, we have a lot of listeners who aren't in the DMV. Uh, we've got some international listeners. We've got some listeners in California, uh, some listeners in Florida, just all over the place. And so we also want to build a community with those who aren't in the DMV where they can recommend courses where they live and send some course reviews where they live and do a golf DMV course review. And, you know, if someone from the DMV is traveling out to your area, y'all hook up and play golf like whatever. It's just a whole big community of people who come together to play golf. I also have a great update a little later in the show. I'll just give you two clues. Well, no, if I give you the clues, you may think it's bigger news than it really is. But it's big news, so I won't give, <laughs> I won't give you the clues uh, just yet. Now, remember, you can follow us on all the social sites, uh, Golf DMV on Facebook, Golf DMV 1 on Twitter, Golf DMV 1 on Instagram. You can email us, Golf DMV, uh, DMV 1 at gmail.com. The website, Golf DMV Podcast, uh, com, and you can purchase your hats then. Now, here's the thing about the hats. Um, if you're in the DMV, uh, if you, today being, uh, what, April 31st, uh, March 31st, even going into April 1, it's going to be in the 50s tomorrow. If you're out there playing golf, you need a hat. You still need the hats. Order the hats, or you can order yours now and get them before next fall when we upcharge them to 25 
five dollars. No, no, we're not going to do that. But just get get the hats. Uh, so yeah, let's start with the um, whole Vegas thing. So for months we've been talking about it, we've been planning, uh, we were all excited, um, and we'll we'll talk about how much fun we had on the trip a little bit later. But we went to Vegas again. We had a great time. Uh, myself, LB, Vern, Rodney, Coach B, Denise. I mean, we just had a great time uh, out in Vegas. It was all golf. I mean, literally. For us, it was like golf, sun up to sundown. Um, found town for other things, uh, but man, definitely just tons and tons of golf. So I just want to take you through like the order. So um, Coach B and Denise got there Tuesday. I got in Wednesday morning. Uh, Rodney got in Wednesday morning. Um, LB and Vern got in Wednesday afternoon. So when we got there, I checked in. Um, I'm in the hotel lobby early, like. 10 o'clock in the morning doing some work and eating breakfast uh, waiting for Rodney get, to get there I was going to, to get the van that we rented from him and then I was going to go pick Coach B up and, and Denise and we had a round at Angel Park um golf course uh and so what ended up happening is trying to get the van for rodney somehow he lost rodney lost the um <laughs> rodney lost the valet ticket to the van literally here's what he he got to the hotel he got the he dropped the van off at the valet he got a ticket he walked maybe 50 steps to the hotel restaurant and somewhere in those 50 steps lost a ticket couldn't find it anymore so anyway uh, we got a new one I got the I got the van and I just said hey just put the van under my name I'll keep the ticket from here so anyway I kept the ticket picked up uh, Coach B and Denise we went to Angel Park Golf Course that Wednesday and uh, here's uh, Coach B and Denise's review also uh, my review of uh, Angel Park Golf Course here we go All right, golf DMV check-in number one. Uh, first day of um, the Vegas golf trip, Coach B, Denise, and myself had the pleasure of playing Angel Park. I couldn't have thought of two better people to kick the golf season off of. Much offense given to my uh, podcast partners. <laughs> that includes Lawrence <laughs> and Sherman. <laughs> I couldn't think of two better people to start the season. So we played, we played Angel Park. Um, and so, yeah, Coach B, what did you think about it? I liked it. I thought it was wide open. Um, it was very uh, scenic, um, but deceptive. Uh, I think I lost probably five balls, maybe six, in the rocks. So, so there's no trees out there, but if you're not in the fairway, it's all rocks and gravel along the side. And the three of us spent some time looking for those. Um, but I really enjoyed the court. I thought the rate was great. At $42, I mean, I, th I thought I thought it played well. I enjoyed it. I thought the scenery was absolutely gorgeous, and I agree with Coach. Um, I lost five balls in the rocks. I think the rocks um, just ate them up. I think I did pretty well. It was my first time this year, this season. Um, and I enjoyed the bunny rabbits <laughs> who seemed to follow me on several tees. So I got a little concerned there, but it was it was nice. I had a good time. That's what was interesting. Yeah, I thought that the scenery was great. I thought it would be easier to find the balls in the rocks and in the sand until we hit them over there. And it's like you lose them. Um, gosh. And, and yeah, a lot of wildlife there, too. I was shocked at the different types of birds and then the bunny. I mean, tons of rabbits. We saw rabbits the size of small dogs. Yeah. You know, we know, the ones that stood up on the, on, on the back leg. No, some of these rabbits were so big. They weren't jumping and hopping around. They were walking like dogs. I mean, it was. It, it, <laughs> yeah. You could tell it that was their natural environment because on one of one of her tees, you remember, Claudia, it was like there was like five to seven of them mm -hmm. just sitting there watching her tee off, you yeah. know. You didn't handle the pressure very well from that audience, <laughs> if, if I remember correctly. But 
a lot of wildlife out there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful in general. Yeah, no, we had a great time. Um, so does uh, Angel Park make your recommendation list for Las Vegas for any golf DMV listener? Absolutely, yes. If, if you come, I, I would say go and play. They have more than one course. You're not going to be disappointed. I second that. So, yeah, Angel Park Golf Course, definitely a recommendation of mine. I second, uh, you know, that of Coach B and Denise. If you go out to Las Vegas, you won't be disappointed by playing uh, Angel Park Golf Course. Uh, Now, the reason we went out there, again, was for Paul Wilson. Just look up Paul Wilson Golf. um, uh, Use Google search him or you can listen to the um, podcast. You know, it feels like it might have been actually a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago. We had him on the show and we just said, hey, we should go out and visit Paul Wilson, take some lessons. So that was the whole point of the trip so we got together we took these lessons now we had uh two half day lessons and so they started from uh, it was thursday morning at 9 a.m to noon and then friday morning from 9 a.m to noon took the lessons now here's um our recap of the lessons now what who you'll hear you'll know you'll recognize my voice when you hear it but uh first up was lb then rodney then Vern. so here's our wrap up um of the paul wilson lessons the one thing I appreciate about Paul is his sense of humor. Um, I like to laugh. He liked to laugh. And we it, it made it enjoyable. The way he broke down what was wrong with your swing, how to fix it. And he gave you uh, instructions on how you can self-correct going forward. So the fact that I should not have to go back to anybody else for lessons. I should, if I paid attention to what he told us on these lessons, I should be able to correct my mistakes. Because he, when you did something wrong... He, he made sure you understood why you did it wrong and what you needed to do to correct it. And it's all part of his methodology and how he teaches golf. So um, I, I'd give it a, I don't know, scale of one to ten, I'd give it, I don't know, I'd probably give it an eight. Uh, I've had a lot of instructors over my, I mean, over the years, people, you know, you meet a guy at this pro, at this, at this course, another guy at this course, and you listen to what they tell you. Um, everybody, and, and the one thing I will say, everything that he has told me, Someone else has told me that in the past as well, but it didn't stick, you know, or they taught it. They taught it in a way that it didn't stick. You know what I mean? It wasn't it didn't relate to me enough that I could make that part of my daily routine. Right. So but the key to the key to Paul's success or Paul's teaching success and anybody's success is that you go home and practice what they what you've been taught. Um, you can't get on the course and do is do it, and then if something goes squirrely and you go back to your old ways, then you just wasted your time and money. That's not going to work. Um, so the key for us will be to put into practice what he taught us, work through the growing pains because there will be some growing pains, um, and, and see and see where we go from there. The biggest thing I took away from it was that uh, the self correction. I thought that was huge. Um, you can hit tons of balls to the right to the left and not understand what you're doing and I thought it was very helpful that he taught us that when you're hitting right how to correct it Um, and the biggest thing for me is getting the lower body to fire uh, and letting the arms fling like a rope and I truly see uh, start to see the improvements just after these two days so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. So I'm pretty much echoing pretty much what what LB and Rodney said, but to add a little bit of clarity to it, one of the ways he makes the swing, I'll say, um, in a way that you can self-troubleshoot it, is he relates everything back to the swing machine, the uh, the Iron Byron. 
So if you pay attention, so to extend what LB and, and Roddy were talking about, the reason you can he's able to explain all the faults generally is because he says, hey, look at this machine. It hits everything perfectly, and to make it hit faults, how would you do that? And when you think about it that way, it's actually pretty simple. It's like, oh, if I have a machine that's making perfect contact and I want it to bottom out fat, I would leave the club on the right side a little bit or, you know, on the back of the ball or whatever. Or if I want it at the top, I'd have it pull – you'd have to pull the arm up, and you start to realize, like, okay – you know, you basically base everything off of this perfect machine and then see what's wrong with your own swing. And then, um, and then yeah, like LB said, he had a great personality. And then, he, you know, on, he gives you the general fixes first. And then he looks at all of our swings and says, okay, here's your problems. Here's what you do well. And, um, yeah, so I, you know, I'm going to go home and do what he said. You know, uh, make some of these practice moves uh, in front of the mirror. Uh, and I think there's some credibility in what he said, too, about, um, you know, other people say, hey, you know, I'm going to teach you some stuff and then just go beat balls. He said, no. He said the, the only thing that matters are the movements. And that spoke to me too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, really repeat those movements over and over again, and you should see changes in your game. Right. The cool thing about the repeat the movements too was that he was saying because the machine doesn't know that a ball is being hit. It's like the machine is just doing the movement, and it hit. And it happens to be a ball in front of it when they put one there, and it hits it perfectly every time. And so, if we just repeat the movements, whether there's a ball there or not, you know, once the ball is there, we should be able to. Yeah. And what I love is that. It's like I've taken several lessons before and couldn't remember some of the things that they said as far as the positioning and how my elbow should be bent. They got to tilt this. He gave us like three or four like like checkpoints. Your leg should touch your leg and follow through. Clubs should touch the back of your neck. You know, create that torque, fire with your, with your bottom hat. That's it. And if you can remember those four things and how to get to each position, you're good to go. And he was right. At first, I was questioning whether or not we needed like two days, like three hours, two days for the lessons. I think we I think we did need that amount of time. And the thing about it, too, was that he was generous with the time. Like, we started a little early, and he never, like, we literally, he never was like, okay, lesson's over. Like, we pretty much were packing up, like, okay, we're about to leave, Paul. Like, he was literally, like, going through way past time. Like, he wasn't rushing us or pushing us. I don't know if he had any lessons afterwards. Probably not, but... Again, a lot of guys, you go, you pay for your hour at 45 minutes. Like, okay, it's time to wrap up, and you're packing up, and they're going to the next one. He took his time. Um, you felt like he was, you know, one on. I mean, it was four of us there, but I never felt at one moment he wasn't like focused on my swing and what I was doing, and really gave me some really good pointers. That, I mean, the moment you implement them, you can hear the difference in the ball, and when you strike the ball, you can feel it, you can see it. I mean, it was it was crazy, right? Either you had something else to say. Well, one of the things when when Vernon was talking about the the machine, he showed us pictures of all the pros at different points in their lives or their careers, and they all finished in the same position with the shaft across the back of their ears, and I'd never paid attention to that till he mentioned it. Then I started watching it. Uh, for a little bit yesterday watching golf but it became very uh, interesting that that's where everybody finished at so I thought that was pretty good too so yeah I really enjoyed the lessons I think we all walked away number one feeling as if our golf games can improve (laughs) we walked away knowing what we needed to do to improve them and we walked away uh, having like those checkpoints like if something was going off something was going wrong we knew kind of like where to fix it or how we can fix it so definitely had fun with the lessons with Paul Wilson and I can't stress this enough you know he was easygoing guy um, explained things in a very easy way you know because LB mentioned 
mentioned it. Some of the some of the things that I heard from him before were things that were told to me before. Like one of the things that I had a problem understanding was when someone said, "You got to release the club face. You got to release the club face." And then when I try to release the club face, they're like Claude, you're using your arms too much. Don't use your arms or your wrist to release the club face. I'm like, well. You know, well, how do I release it? And and and, and there were some issues trying to <laughs> trying to explain to me how to do that. Man, he made it so easy and so clear. A lot of it's just communication, you know. And 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 he has a real simple way of making you understand the golf swing. Um, and and yeah, he 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 helped us out a ton. Uh, so now course reviews. We played uh, three additional courses. So anyway, well, like I said before, Coach B, Denise, and myself, we played um, uh, Angel Park. But Rodney, LB, Ver, myself, and Coach Coach B and Denise joined us too at these courses. Um, we played uh, Re- uh, Revere Golf Course, even though when Rodney reviews it, he he calls it like Riviera or something like that. We, we played it was Revere, um, Revere Golf Course, and um, the, the other course uh, was Bears Best. Bears Best is where we took the lessons, by the way, with um, with Paul Wilson. So in this order, you're going to hear Rodney, you're going to hear LB, and you're going to hear Vern. They're going to give their course reviews of both courses uh, that we played. Out of the two courses that we played, I thought that Bears Best was better to me. Uh, it's a not. It looks wide, but there's a lot of trouble if you're not accurate. Uh, Riviera had a lot of uh, elevation changes, uh, and it wasn't as as difficult. But just the differences in the elevation, you didn't have to be as accurate. But you know there was penalties. On both sides of the of the of the course, so all in all, I thought uh, my choice of the two that we played so far uh, was Bears Best was the one that I like most, and it's probably one of the top five that I played since playing golf. Revere, nice course, a little bit tight for my liking. Um, very little runoff. Uh, if you if you went off the fairway, you probably had I don't know maybe ten feet of rough, and then it was rocks and shrubbery and stuff like that. So you if you didn't get if you didn't burn in the fairway, you had a rough day, um, and I had a rough day <laughs> uh, to put it mildly. Um, one of the mistakes I think we made, and maybe we were able to do the well, we won't do it again, but um, taking three hours of lessons and then turning right around and playing eighteen holes of golf made for a very very long day. Um, the good in it, the guess the good part of it was we could practice, you know, what we were learning immediately. The bad part is it was, you know, freaking nine hour day of playing golf, uh, which was a bit, a bit much. Could have planned that a little bit better. But in the planning process, I didn't think it would be an issue. It didn't it didn't sound like it was going to be an issue. And I didn't anticipate the lessons being so in so uh, so intense on. Well, I guess I should have, but I didn't think about all the balls we would be hitting, you know, in practice, learning, learning our new swings and everything. So um, they made for a very long day. Um, the, then the next course we played was, was where we took the lessons, which was at, at Bears Best. That course is, is definitely in my top five. Um, so completely, I mean, just beautiful, beautiful course, beautiful vistas, uh, mountains in the background, some elevations you can see the, the strip from where we were. The houses around the course, uh, they were worth the price of admission there itself. I mean, you're talking two, you know, two plus million dollar homes, all of them custom built, all of them just completely different from the one next door. No cookie cutter thing going on out there at all. Um, definitely, definitely love that, um, that course. Um, the down, the thing I did not like about that course was the, he has a lot of, uh, 
a lot of bunkers in his in his course design. And and they were deep. I mean, deep bunkers where the point you it was very difficult to get out of them. So um, that's the part that that's the only part of his course that I did not like because I got stuck in a few bunkers and I know it took me. I know I lost at least eight shots just in bunker getting out of bunkers that was just too deep. Um, so overall, this, but uh, oh, again, it was still a beautiful course. I, I definitely put that in my top five. Bears best golf course um, in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, about maybe about 20 minutes off the strip in Henderson. Um, the headline is, this is the best course I've ever played, hands down. It's not close. In beauty and architecture, um, you know, the, the structure of the course, uh, all the all the uh, homes on the out periphery of the course even provide a little bit of uh, uh, eye candy. Uh, you know, they're like million-dollar homes. They're beautiful. But for the course itself, uh, greens and fairways, excellent condition. Um, not too hard, uh, you know, a little bit easier than the Revere, I, I suppose. And just really fun to play, like just a really fun design. Elevate, elevation changes uh, here where you want them, you know, lots of uh, uh, elevated tee shots and stuff like that, but not tons of super hard blind tee shots, things like that. And just beautiful, man, like excellent condition, fairways, fair from tee to green. Uh, nothing bad to say about it. Looks like a postcard or something you would see out of a movie uh, and I guess that's what you would expect from a, a Jack Nicklaus design which is what, what I believe this course is so uh, if you get a chance to come out to Las Vegas um, definitely go check it out maybe the only knock on it it's a little expensive at, at a couple hundred dollars per round um, but if you can find a way to get a discount uh, maybe go out there and see Paul Wilson get yourself a lesson or something like that it'll hook you up by all means please do uh, because it, you, you won't be disappointed uh, again a beautiful course one of the top uh, or the top that I've ever played uh, so far. So uh, Bears Bass, Las Vegas, excellent value. Go do it. Revere Golf Course out in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I actually think it's in like Henderson or uh, Nevada or whatever, but uh, very beautiful course. Greens in excellent shape. Uh, lots of elevation changes. Very challenging. Uh, very, very challenging. Nice and nice and tight. Um, even for a place with not a lot of trees and woods and stuff like Vegas, you can still lose your ball in the rocks and stuff like that. Uh, if you're spraying it left and right, so you got to be on point, and your putting game uh, needs to be right because even if you make those greens, man, they're they pretty quick. There were a couple where, you know, um, I or Claude or LB or someone's, you know, chipping up or whatever, and, and the ball is just like running right back down off the green, off the shelf, or we land on the front and roll off the back. So be prepared for that. But I would absolutely recommend it as a play, uh, you know, because it's a very nice course and, um, again, very beautiful, worth the money, I think. Yeah, guys, I think that they said it, man. Both courses were very beautiful. I thought that they were both. I think Bears Best was probably, I mean, look, to me, we're talking about a, on a scale of 1 to 10. Bears Best is a 10, and um, Revere uh, is probably like a 9.5, you know what I mean? Um, so you're really splitting hairs here. I don't think that you're disappointed with either course. They were different, though. Um, you know, Bears Best, beautiful scenery, you know, wide open, but, but not super wide like you know an easy kind of municipal situation it was it was it had its difficulties but it, it but it was wide it was beautiful of course it was kept up in great shape man let me tell you lb hit the nail on the head when he talked about those bunkers man those bunkers were t i mean they had some tall 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 bunkers let me give lb credit he did struggle in the, in the bunkers but on 18 this he was he was in the, this sand trap uh, uh to the left front edge of the green and I mean, it was almost double his height. 
my man got it out of there in one shot. <laughs> I mean, he got it out of there in one shot. So that was a great shot by LB. But yeah, Bears Best was great. Here's the thing about uh, Revere. They had two courses. We played the Concord course. It was so long. So long. And it was very narrow. And there were several holes where, you know, even if you can hit it long and straight, you know, you really had to strategize your way around that course. And again, I'm not a great golfer, but I love courses where you where you've got to figure out, okay, I'm going to whip out an iron or, you know, my uh, fairway wood off the tee and I'm going to place the ball here and to set up the second shot there. Like you really, you couldn't just get out there, whack it and just see what happens and then try to, you know, just power your way through the course. You have to be able to place it there. And I really, I mean, elevation changes all over the place. I mean, I think every tee box was looking down at, at a fairway, but it was cool. And the scenery at both courses, I mean, you could see the Vegas strip from, from um, most of the tee box. It was just, it was beautiful. Um, LB and Rodney has traveled a lot and has played a lot of golf courses. Both of them said that Bears Best is in their top five. Um, for me and Vern, we both agreed Bears Best was probably the nicest course, best course we've ever played. In my top five, I've got to put Bears Best um, and I've got to put you know the Concord course at um, Revere uh, in my top five, um, right along with uh, Williamsburg National um, was a really nice course, and uh, Panthers Run in uh, Myrtle Beach was really nice too. Um, so yeah, it was a very nice course. I recommend both courses. Again, if you want to play Bears Best, it's a little pricey. You better save for it. So you got to decide whether or not you think it's worth it or not. The price point at Angel Park, by the way, was great, um, and then also. Um, the price point um, for um, the Concord course at Revere was really good as well, too. So, again, you can't go wrong with any three of those. Now, the fellas did play, and I think LB mentioned it, uh, the fellas did play uh, another course Saturday. I left before they played that course. So what we'll do is we'll get uh, their reviews of that course, maybe through LB. Um, and maybe we'll get Rodney in, in, in on the phone and, and get Vernon in the studio the next time we have Golf DMV so they can talk about uh, the course that they played Saturday. Um, so overall thoughts of the trip? Man, um, you know, I'll share mine in a second. Let's hear from Rodney first, then LB, and share just what they thought about the uh, golf trip. The highlights of the trip, obviously, we came out, one, to have a good time, which we have been doing. But the other thing was the uh, lessons with Paul Wilson. Um, I thought they were very good. I thought the critical thing was that he not only taught you how to improve, but he also taught us how to self-check ourselves and realize what we were doing. And once you mentally think about those things and correct them, uh, the game is still difficult, but it gets simple very fast. So that was one of the highlights of the trip with me. Also getting to spend some time with good friends. The trip overall, I, I mean, I've had a great time, um, other than just being tired. I mean, because just the, the long days of practice and then playing golf on top of that, I think was a, like I say, it has the pluses and minuses, but um, overall it's been a good trip. The guys, you know, the guys I travel with are cool anyway, so I don't, I don't have any personality issues. <laughs> Nobody too cheap to do anything. We don't have those kind of problems. <laughs> so uh, people-wise, was all was all good. Um, so today we're going to play the Highlands. Um, we're going to go out this morning and play that. So today hopefully will be better than the other two days since we won't have had practice. We've had a good night's sleep, apparently, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, there you have it. Rodney and LB's thoughts about the trip. 
I want to just definitely agree with everything that they said, man. Had a great time. Played a lot of golf. Uh, we're in Vegas. Um, so that's always fun. Great food. Uh, great surroundings. Great people. Fun atmosphere. It was interesting because we talked about it. There were a lot of kids in Vegas when we went. I mean, like babies in strollers. Like all of a sudden it's a family destination and it's weird. Although I will say this, it being a family destination didn't stop Vegas from being Vegas, if you know what I mean. I mean, it was a lot of stuff going on there. Kids around and all. So, you know, I don't know what parents are doing, bringing babies and kids and strollers and stuff, but some of them kids, you know, got lessons in adulthood and grown up stuff uh, walking around at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, my thoughts, yeah, my thoughts overall, great trip. Um, you know, we were talking about this that, you know, we may want to, uh, and it may not be Vegas every year, but and it probably won't even include lessons, but it might be fun to open up the spring with a, with a nice little trip, you know, even if it's overnight or two, two nights somewhere, um, just to open up the golf season. Like, hey, it's spring, still a little cold in the DMV. Want to go out and, you know, go play golf somewhere and, you know, and, and just welcome the uh, golf season. So, yeah, that's what we uh, were talking about doing. Vegas trip 2019, golf DMV in the books. Now, I have a special announcement and a special guest that I want to bring to the podcast right now. So, sitting around, um, you know, watching the Final Four, we're watching the Elite Eight, and then the Final Four, yeah, we're watching the Elite Eight, um, and, you know, watching Duke go down to, <laughs> to Michigan State. I'm cheering. Manny's upset because he wanted Duke to win. Um, but Manny mentioned something to me because we saw a commercial for uh, the Masters. And so he says that he wants to be in the drive, chip, and putt competition. And so I'm like, okay. Well, right now, Manny is, you know, six years old. He turned seven in October. So I'm thinking, well, like, obviously it can't be 2019 because it's like this upcoming weekend. So I'm thinking, okay, 2020. Maybe we can do 2020. And so I go online and look, and participants are between the ages, or at least starts at seven. I think it stops at 16 or 14, but they start at seven. So I'm like, wait a minute. He might be able to enter this thing for 2020. So I'm going to call uh, the number that was on the website to see if he has to be seven at the time that he registers or does he or is it okay for him to be six and register but be seven at the time of the competition if he makes it through um so yeah i'm excited about it and we'll see the lo- the, the local uh qualifiers they've got one at little bennett and then they've got one at university of maryland golf course then if you win there, you go on, I think, to advance from there to like uh, sectionals or regionals or something. And that's in uh, Virginia, Great Falls. Uh, and then they move on to uh, the the last stage, which is in Pennsylvania somewhere. So we'll see. He said he wants to do it. I'm going to call to see if they allow that. But he's my special guest today on Golf DMV for a few minutes. Manny, so you want to be in the drive, chip and putt competition? Yes, I do. Okay, and so you love golf. Yes, I do. And you just got your new clubs. Yes. Um. So they are um a five to eight. Oh, for five to eight year olds. Yes. Okay. And of course, my old clubs are probably going to eBay or or probably going to like little kids um to how just like to like get a lesson. Just like Paul Wilson. Okay, cool. So, okay, drive, chip, and putt. If we if we sign you up and they allow you to do it, are you going to be excited or nervous? 
I'm going to be kind of nervous, but I think that I got this to win. Okay. But then if I lose, it's okay. Um, um, Because you just get get up and just try again. That's what I'm talking about. Just get up and just try again. Okay, so when it comes to drive, you're dri- driving, chipping, or putting, what's your favorite part of the three? Um... I think is the driving. Okay. Because like because like I can just like really smash it far. Okay. My second favorite is probably the chipping. Mm-hmm. Um. So um. Yeah, I'm gonna be really excited, but. Okay. Hey, it's w- w- worth a try. Yeah, it's definitely worth a try. Yes, so, it's um, worth a try. which one of the three do you have to work on the most? You got to practice the most. Probably the chipping and the putting. Okay. Okay. So, got to work on both of those chipping and putting. Now, we yeah. go. If you if they say you can play, if they say that you can do it, are you ready to go to work on this thing? Yes, I'm ready. All right, so there you have it, folks. I'll give you an update on that next week. Uh, will they allow Manny to register, even though he's six now, but seven by the time the competition starts? And if they do, then it's practice time. It's it's on. I love his attitude. He's confident, but he says, hey, if it doesn't go my way, it's all good. I'll just keep on trying. So there we go, folks. Golf DMV Vegas trip 2019 in the books. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget the 100th episode is coming up. Um, it's going to be on Sunday, April 28th at the Green Turtle um, in Burtonsville, Maryland from 1 to 3. It'll be a live recording. Just going to hang out. We're going to eat. We're going to laugh. We'll have some music going. It's just going to be a good time. Hope to see you guys out there as we continue to build this community. Remember, you can follow us on all of our social. Instagram, GolfDMV1. Twitter, GolfDMV1. The email, GolfDMV1 um, at gmail.com. And also on Facebook, you can find us, GolfDMV. Hey, y'all. Spring is here. It's time for Golf in the D. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Golf B&B.